Yay. Hello, and welcome to Romancing the Game. I'm Jordan Fishburn. I'm Tawny Thompson. And I'm Sarah Babe. Today we will be discussing Mass Effect's Ashley Williams in the first Mass Effect game. We and before we get started, spoiler warning. Wee-oo, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, wee-oo, This podcast will contain spoilers, as is the nature of discussing overarching plot and story. We'll be covering various plot beats during the show pertaining to Mass Effect, uh, potentially Mass Effect 2 and 3, as well as Ashley's arc. There will be spoilers on our character-specific episodes, which this is. The warning has been laid at your feet. Proceed at your own peril. Yeah. (laughs) So our very, very short overview of the plot line of the Mass Effect game. There's an evil entity taking over the world, or the universe, rather, and uh, an evil specter named Saren, who you are fighting against. You must save the world. I'd like to interject that in re-watching this stuff here um, for the romance scenes, I forgot how much I liked Saren. Like, I, he was a really cool villain. Yeah, yeah he's he a great a really villain. Good villain. Like it's kind of a bummer. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) kind of a bummer. Not to well, we just said a spoiler alert. So fuck you (laughs) if you are mad at you saying this. I'm so sad that this was the only game that he was really in. They really could have drawn him out a lot further because he's the type of villain you just really love to hate because you love him at first and then you hate him and then you also see like how he gets to the levels he gets to and you're like I could see how I as a specter myself might go there and then yeah Yeah, like he's really they really do a good job of making him fairly sympathetic to a point depending on how you play the game and the dialogue options and stuff like that um i still feel very guilty that uh oh i made him kill himself yeah yeah i made him shoot himself in the head (laughs) i was like hard when you're playing for the first time you don't know what your actions are going to cause (laughs) i know well i've never i played through a second time and i'd never taken that like attitude with him Mm -hmm. and I was like, no, there's another way. He's like, you're right. And then poof, right in the head. And I'm like, that's not what I thought the other way was. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's not what I meant. Uh, Speaking of dialogue options, should we mention the writers? Uh, The lead writer was Drew Carpichine. um, And then the the other writers were Luke Christiansen, Chris Letoile, Mac Walters, and Patrick Weeks. Or Weekus. I'm not sure. I think it's Weeks. Okay. I could yeah. be wrong. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those like <laughs> like you try to Google it and you're like, it depends on the person whose name it is. Like, mm-hmm. really. So, yeah. I just want a supercut of all people whose names I don't know on YouTube, just introducing themselves so right. that I know yeah. for sure like, how their right. name is pronounced. Right. Like, what is my name? How do I say it? Because <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I hate when, like, as simple as my name is spelled, it's just B A B E. You wouldn't Bobby. believe. Oh, Bobby, baby, Bobby. It's like motherfuckers. It's just B like the pig movie. Baby. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just like just. I've gotten to the point where I'm like B A B E, like the pig movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into the numerous pronunciations I get of my name. Oh, honey, yeah. I'll just leave that. I'll leave that there. Yeah. <laughs> 
I get off pretty easy. You do. Everybody knows Jordan at minimum, minimum because of Michael. <laughs> and then my last name is Fishburne. It's spelled exactly like it sounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. That's good. Holy crud. So looking at the the voice actress, Kimberly Brooks, who plays Ashley, she is prolific as fuck. Mm-hmm. Girl's got a resume. She's been working since the 90s, right? This yep. is like uh, looks like 99. Okay. Damn. Years of work. Yeah. Just like, a lot of voiceover. Lot. Oh, uh, my gosh. She is Princess Allura in Voltron Legendary Defender. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I didn't know this woman was my hero, but she is. <laughs> I love Dang. finding out like one of the cool things about doing the show is that we actually get to look up and have reasons to look up these people because a lot of times you are playing through games and you're like, Oh, I should really check that out. And then you completely forget because it's right. not in your immediate vision. Um, but this is always really nice. Like she's mm-hmm. even in Steven universe. Like she is just everywhere. No kidding. Damn. <clears throat> I like, I perused this earlier, but I didn't like really dig into anything. And yeah, like she's done just a lot of stuff, which is yeah. awesome. Oh, she did chowder. She's chutney in one episode. <laughs> I loved that show. So hell yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. She's in Dexter's laboratory, DuckTales, Fairly Parents, <laughs> Gravity Falls. Girl, girl, yeah. this is great. Yeah. She's like, Wow. So wow. should we roll into an overview of Ashley's character? Yes, sure. definitely. I'm sitting here staring at her resume. <laughs> so, yeah. I actually do want to say, um, before we go into, like, the plot plot, this is just one thing that I found when I was doing her character research that I was like, what the fuck? Apparently, 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 let me find this again in my notes. Oh, no. Um. In utero enhancements exist yep. in this universe. Yep. I would have loved to have this particular enhancement in general. She received genetic enhancements, including in utero vision correction for nearsightedness because her maternal line had a predisposition for nearsightedness. I mean, if you're going to be a gunnery chief, you probably like, need good eyesight. In utero enhancements are already kind of hinky and weird. Um, That's like a philosophical (laughs) moral debate (laughs) in real universe. But I would have been happy for that one. Like fix my teeth at the same time. Like my teeth would have been fantastic to enhance. (laughs) I mean, it's interesting to think about because Caden, Caden also, I guess it wasn't, and we'll talk about this in his episode, but like his mother was exposed to some kind of explosion when he was in utero. And that's why he had to have all of the um, shit put in his head, mm-hmm. uh, the bionics. Um, yeah. Interesting. Like, Interesting. Damn. I have, I do appreciate that they went like this deep into lore with this game. Like they really like mm-hmm. dug in and created this very futuristic like thing that it's very believable that Mm-hmm. humankind could be there in the next well maybe if we're not all um melted or dead uh they but, give you, know, you her blood type I saw <laughs> like, that. which by the way both of us are b positive oh boy 
I always forget what my blood type is until I start getting emails from Dracula again. So it's oh. <laughs> the blood, blood center. center, the blood yeah. center. <laughs> oh man, sorry. Okay, so Ashley right. Williams. Ashley <laughs> Williams. Um, <laughs> um, so she's a for, gunnery chief. Yes. Yeah. Um. So she was the gunnery chief on. Eden Prime, um, which is the opening mission that your character undertakes. Um, so she's the drill instructor gunnery chief. Um, oh, no, wait, no. No, sorry. I was looking at um, her training. <laughs> um, so she is actually the gunnery chief on Eden Prime, um, which is the world in the opening of Mass Effect that is being attacked by the guests and that you are sent to with Saren and your crew, including Kate and Alenko, to locate and grab the beacon um, that is has just been unearthed. Um, the Geth are there for the beacon, as are you. Was Theron the it's, one it that was here? Was it Nihilus? That's Nihilus. Uh, Nihilus was on the mission with you. It's also oh. important, important to note that Eden Prime is a specifically human colony. Mm-hmm. Yep, because we're going to get into that. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so she is working there as the gunnery chief, and they get overrun by Geth. Um, in one of the side, I think it's a side comic, um, they reveal that there was like this internal drama going on at Eden Prime pertaining to Ashley's status. Her um, family background, right? Kind of, yeah. Like she... As a character, she comes from a long line of military members. It's a yeah, long she comes, line of them. Yeah, she comes from a military family, and there's a lot of there's Drama. a lot of things that yeah. go Effect along with that character <laughs> and are part of her plot. Um, so, because of that, there's some history in her military family that people don't like. Um, so, oftentimes it is like apparently not in her record people just pass around but she often gets passed over for leadership roles despite the fact that her drill instructors and her team members and everything note her leadership skills and her like tough but fair personality and all of that stuff and we're going to kind of get into the strengths and weaknesses of her character but in general besides the certain things that we're going to talk about, she's a very hardworking and like no nonsense hard ass. Um, Seriously. If I didn't hate her character, I would, I would love it. I love her. Like I really, she's hardworking. She, like you said, like she is um, dedicated. She is a badass and she just gets shit done. And I appreciate that. Um, She's wildly capable of mm-hmm. anything and she does yep. she holds herself accountable for shit which is great like in in a video game character and especially in a female romance character yeah um in a video game yeah yeah it, she's a very good soldier mm-hmm. yes very good soldier person maybe not so great but <laughs> right. um yeah if i didn't hate her character i would love her character i really would she's a great yeah. character yeah. And we're going to go over that in detail once we get to those points. <laughs> so when you first meet Ashley, you are on the ground at Eden Prime. Um, you guys, when you pulled up, um, flew up, went uh, in you orbit. landed the shuttle, yeah. Yeah, when you orbited and landed, you received 
a distress signal um, from the unit on the ground. And as you are moving forward into the game, you see the last of her unit get murked by Gaff. Yeah, um, they get just completely overrun. It's yeah. quite it's quite jarring, actually. Well, this and, is the first time you can decide to either be like, bitch, report, or like, dude, I'm sorry, all your peeps are dead. Report? Yeah. yeah. And you swoop in, wipe out the immediate threat. She reports and gives you the status of the situation, including what's been happening, and offers to lead you to the beacon. Um, so you guys make your way through Eden Prime. You get to the beacon, um, which is the plot starter for the game, basically. <laughs> the main um, plot device. The main plot device. Yes, the main plot device. The main beacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and in this section, you sort of check it out, start reporting in that you've made it to the to the device that you guys are there to collect and um, secure. And in Ashley's game, when you're in Mass Effect, when you're playing a man, um, Ashley approaches the beacon to check it out because it's behaving differently from what it was doing before. It used to be inert, but now it's activated. And that's um, male ship grabs her and throws her the other way. And then male shepherd gets like zapped by the beacon basically <laughs> in uh, short terms. Um, so after that, you know, you pass out, you wake up in med bay um, and Chakwas, I think. Dr. Chakwas, yeah. Um, she sort of gives a status report. You're pretty normal. Um, all of your vital signs are, but you're having some weird brain activity going on. Well, and this is another spot where if you're playing male ship, Ashley is the one there. If you're playing yeah. femme ship, it's Caden. So they've swapped yeah. the, they've swapped it. Mm -hmm. So um, you're in there. They're talking about how it's going. Um, Anderson, uh, Lieutenant Anderson comes in and is like, hey, commander, need to talk. Commander, I always mess up all the titles. I'm sorry, listeners. That's going to happen a lot. I'll try really hard to not. The only do reason it. I remember this is because I, I made a joke in my head that I was going to start calling him Commanderson. Commanderson. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That'll help me remember, actually. So thank you. <laughs> um, and talk to you privately about what's going on. Um, it's at this stage um, to not get too in in the weeds on the plot of Mass Effect. Um, it's sort of revealed at this stage that Ashley is going to be joining um, the Normandy crew. Well, and the, one of the main reasons why she's joining the Normandy crew is you lose Corporal Jenkins. Mm -hmm. So you are short a person and you need someone on your crew. So who better to be there except for somebody who's incredibly capable. So And has already shown her worth at, at watching your back. Right. Mm -hmm. And kind of not needed on her base any longer due to the fact that it was raised to the ground. By That's pretty much gone. Yeah. So it, it's a lot of things came together to allow Ashley to join your crew. And she is pretty upfront um, at the get-go about how uncomfortable she is um, taking the place of a member of the crew. Um, and she has had, as we mentioned, a lot of difficulty moving up within the military military organization because of her family history um 
So this is one of those weird things where I feel like imposter syndrome is kind of playing a role. Um, she doesn't feel comfortable having this opportunity, but she's been mostly because she's been denied it so many times for bullshit reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, um, and the background that you get from her, if you spend mm-hmm. enough time talking to her as you figure out that her grandfather was a general, um, surrendered the garrison at Sanshi to the Turians during the first contact war. And he was the only and first mm-hmm. human unit to surrender to an alien force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really, because all, everybody else was like, woo, America, human, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Do you think this game was made in America or not? Right. Like, it's <laughs> like very American sentiments in this game for sure. Yes. It's, and I find myself wondering if that like kicks off her family's uh, very specific xenophobia. Well, I'm sure it, it is. Yeah. I want to talk about that in particular because first of all, they never say whether this was a justified surrender or not. Mm -hmm. So the military organization can be mad about it all they want, but all wars have surrender. Like it fucking happens. There's battles that you aren't going to win. Right. That you surrender. So you don't have an unnecessary loss of life. And that's part of military fucking strategy. Right. And, it, and if you look into the Turians and the background of the Turians, which I may have done a lot, they, <laughs> they, are, a, they are a terrifying military yeah. Oh, they're a huge force. military power. Yeah. They're, Within they're all terrifying. the races, they're like the military force. They right, are the like, military structure that everybody strives to. Four. <laughs> their exoskeleton is metal yeah yeah it's literally like, it's metal. not yeah it's just they have metal on their body bodies metal that, af yeah that just automatically happens that's what the, they're born with uh, armor basically yeah. and they um again this is going a little bit into the turians because i absolutely love the turians uh they were they it. were specifically designed to have um, a sort of while they do look like grasshoppers, their design inspiration was actually more of birds of prey. So yeah. if you look at their feet and their um, their arms, they have almost talons. Mm-hmm. That kind of gives give them that very predatory look. So I mean, you gotta know that the Turians were terrifying. Right. This is first yeah. contact. We don't, don't know what's going on. It- I don't think, I think the developers were expecting how much everybody would be attracted to that. Well, yeah. and even in, in Caden's, um, in Caden's yeah. playthrough, he tells you it's only been 26 years since first contact. Right. So like right. that is not long for the human race to, to get some ideas about where they fit within stuff and right. whatnot. I mean, it's and been... Honestly, like the fact that the human race basically went to war at first contact with alien races should really say something right in the first place because this is one of those things where it's bullshit that the terra firma party basically the earth uh, political party mm-hmm. that they mention consistently in her route um are all like woo humans murka blah 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 pretty pretty excessively um and the fact that within expansion, 
it was immediate war mm-hmm. is another colonizing mindset, <laughs> which is it, it does go hand in hand because literally you do build out colonies in uninhabited worlds within the galaxy. Mm-hmm. However, it's one of those things where all of these races prior to humans making that jump on the mass relay have done this before Mm -hmm. they had their own spats in fights like the krogans (laughs) are uh vicious like they had to have this bullshit science thing done to them in order to make everybody else feel great so aliens aren't like pinnacles of honesty and trust and understanding either oh yeah they're they're by no means perfect but i think the um and i think doing a quick research on the first contact war it looks like the humans were reactivating as many mass relays as they could without giving a hoot who about it and they were reactivating an inactive mass relay known as 314 um which was forbidden under the citadel regulations after the rachni wars which is another one that we could all get into um (laughs) but instead of negotiating the turians opened fire yeah so i mean no to be fair the turians kind of started it but also like the humans were being irresponsible. Yeah, like I can't imagine any science-minded person in the United States right now who's like an actual scientist that knows science stuff and not just like a hoop to do cool science person. Right. That would go into space, find this alien technology, and then just start going ham on it. <laughs> like that's not <laughs> how right. scientists work. In, like, the spirit of science, they want to know how things work before they really start fucking around with it Mm -hmm. in order to not kill everybody. (laughs) For all they know, they were activating, like, an Earth-killing array that just circles (laughs) our galaxy. It's like, there's no way that they would have just done this, like, out of no reason, right? And... Kind of like the alien races should have made contact by that point. But you kind of find out within the span of the game that the alien races have the main races that they listen to. And then the rest are kind of like shuffled around and have to answer to them, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Which In is where you get this. Space. The, the council. Yeah. council. The yeah. fucking council. And but, um, trying to make their way onto it. Right. So... With talking a little bit about the first contact war and the general ideas of the races, this is where we get the very problematic attitude that Ashley and maybe one or two of the crew of the Normandy has about other races, like alien races. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's one of the first things she even says to you, though. Like, as soon as you get her on your ship, you walk up to her, you have a conversation, one of the first things she says is, I just need you to know I'm really uncomfortable with um, some of what's going on on your ship. And you're like, pardon? Like, what what is it that you're referring to? Like, can you be frank about what you're saying? Because she says, you know, the... 
Vicarian and Rex having full access to the ship makes her very uncomfortable. Right. And you're like, be frank about what your worries are here. And she, in a military standpoint, I can kind of understand what she's referring to because this is a human ship mm-hmm. and the most advanced one. But this is not an alliance thing. This is a joint effort and she wants to restrict the alien races from having full access to the ship including the command center i think it was maybe and I'm, the engineering center maybe i'm conflating two scenes but i believe this scene happens like you have caden in the room as well and you're all three talking because he says this is a joint effort like we're working with the turians half of this technology is theirs yeah yeah like yeah. the because yeah. while it is an alliance ship which is the Alliance is a human military force. Yeah. The Turians did contribute a lot of their engineering yeah. to yeah. this particular ship. So it was kind of a, hey, look, we can work together. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of why they put Garrus as the calibrator mm-hmm. <laughs> in the engine, like he calibrates the weapons. He calibrates. Um, not in this one. Not in this one. Oh, really? That's not in this one. This is when all everything blurs together. It's been so yeah. Long. Mass but, Effect yeah. One doesn't really have like. There's not really like ship upgrades so much. It just yeah. You're still testing shit. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I kind of understand from a military standpoint why she doesn't want to release how this ship is set up. Mm-hmm. But also, they are members of your crew. These are crew members that you have. They're not ambassadors mm-hmm. from their respective races they are members of your crew it's not visiting people like you recruit garris from csec mm-hmm. <laughs> right. you recruit rex from i think he was a bounty hunter yeah he's a mercenary yeah he's a mercenary so he's just he's not like he does become a, a big player in his race later on mm-hmm. right but these are people that are your crew members they're not visitors it now here is me being um trying to represent ashley's attitude in a way that doesn't sound like i agree with her okay um she's military it's only been 26 years since we were at war with another race and that war granted due to her grandfather's decisions but that war has completely tarnished her family's name Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think i would be a little bitter too Mm -hmm. and i think i would have a problem being in close proximity with alien races as well um not saying it's right yeah but that's i think that's the complexity of her character Mm -hmm. i don't think it's right i don't like there's People are people, no matter what kind of alien race they are, they're still people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the I way do, I feel about it. That's but I, one of the reasons why I feel like the xenophobia is linked to her character background yeah. in terms of her family. Right, right. However, in the other camp of not agreeing with this whatsoever, even though I kind of defended it a second ago, um, the way that she portrays her feelings and beliefs are classic. Oh, but I'm not like that. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not racist because, or I'm not xenophobic because which 
I'm not not xenophobic. I work with aliens. Like, no, that's not, that's not how that shit works. You can work with aliens, but the second you pull the commander aside and are like, hey, I'm not comfortable working with aliens. Right. Like Like that. And they, and they try to, I mean, in the wiki page, they try to, but there's one line. They they do. I I literally... Because I looked at that, and I was saying that earlier. I was like, that being said, Ashley isn't xenophobic. She yeah, we're like, no. Terra as a group of xenophobic jackals who have replaced the original noble aims of the party with anti-alien paranoia. They initially were anti-alien dudes. At Viermeyer, if Rex is in the Normandy crew and angry due to events... <laughs> Even though she won't hesitate to kill him, she happily volunteers to go with his team and has oh, no problem with Salarians. Go with the Salarians team. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. here's the I don't thing. I don't mind murking this person who's been part of this game since, you know, right after I got here, but I will shoot him in the frigging hat. No, no that's not how that fucking yeah. works. Nope. That's not how that fucking works at all. It, it's like... Mm. So it says later on in the wiki too, that eventually she comes to her senses and agrees to work with the multi-species crew to stop Saren becoming friends with Liara and Tally and Garrus and Rex. However, let me say something to you. A racist person can still quote unquote, like people of other races, but they're not treating them as, Equals. They're treating them as individuals. They're not treating the respect towards the entire race that they're racist against. Exactly. It's like a, but you're okay type mm-hmm. of situation, which isn't not xenophobic or racist. Right. <laughs> Let me just say. It's, it's basically like saying, oh, I believe you're fine, but everyone you've ever loved in your entire life still sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. And it's, it's, it's a very problematic and... It's problematic. I mean, yeah. it just is problematic. I don't have any specific solution for it, but it is a problematic and very contemporary yeah. attitude that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's not. Yeah, it, it's just problematic. I could, yeah. I could rant for days. Right, I mean, and I did, just, I did take a quote that shows the core problem of her belief here. Um, she says. No, it's not racism. Not really. Members of their species will always be more important to them than humans are. Which, I'm sorry, that's like a current sentiment. Right. Between xenophobic and racist people. This is something that enemy soldiers say about other countries or that people say about communities like they're they'll always be more important so we have to make sure to protect ourselves well and as soon as you put that layer of war onto it and and war between two races or two two species i guess in this case like it's a very interesting piece of human psychology like you have to come up with a reason why you're okay with this terrible act that you're committing so i get it in that sense for, for this character, right? Like, to her, she's protecting her own psyche. She's protecting her family's, like... Legacy. Legacy. Um, but that doesn't make it fucking right. Yeah. And trying to couch it as her not really being that way is wrong. It's right. not true. Right. <laughs> like, you... If you showed growth and 
in the next couple games, that might be something that happens for all I know, mm -hmm. because I always choose the killer. <laughs> so do I. Same. Um, right. So, and, it's, and like my part of me, part of my decision as to why I let uh, Ashley go at Vermeer is um, she's xenophobic as fuck. And I don't really like that. Yeah. Um, not that I'm saying people who are xenophobic need to be killed. But, but when you have, have to, to make the decision, de right? Or it, decision, she's right. not it's also, willing to trust and be a team player with the rest right. of your crew, right? And there, there's also the her skills, while exemplary, are not as me as a game player are not as valuable as the biotics that Caden has. That's true. That is true. That is you like, don't have a lot of biotic in, people. Yeah, right. Like I think biotics are cooler. So yeah. that's kind of what leads me to that decision. Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah, but romancing Ashley, like with all of her problems, she is still a pleasant person. Yeah. Right? So sort of. And I and I and I I do <laughs> I do relate with I do relate with her on a a little bit of a oh yeah yeah no I get that because she's the oldest of four girls mm -hmm. which I'm like I'm the oldest of two girls so I mean I'm like oh yeah big sister syndrome I understand that yeah like <laughs> I, I get that um but uh maybe that's the xenophobia as as is just really hard to get past yeah it, it is it's so, one of those things where and this is I'm gonna try not to harp on this point too much because you know we have an entire episode to fill and this isn't Ashley xenophobia um as the episode title but <laughs> the the way that they portray it makes me additionally uncomfortable because it's supposed to be something that you let Allow. go mm -hmm. yeah that you let go you and if I was if I was the CEO and I had something like this happening consistently and you have Liara, you'd you be in my office Garrett, every other Rex, fucking day. You would be off the crew. Yeah. People's lives are in your hands when you're in a military organization. If you have this mentality of members of their species will always be more important to them than humans are, you have that mentality where members of your species are more important to you than other alien races are. And it's not wrong to care about people and want to save the human race. However, that's not the way that this works. <laughs> that's not the way that you can be with your crew members. And mm -hmm. it's weird because other parts of her characterization show that she doesn't like feelings that get in the way from making logical decisions in the field, especially when it pertains to romance. That's something within her character that goes, I don't want to have romantic like liaisons with my team members because mm -hmm. if you're forced to make a decision about who lives and who dies, mm -hmm. you don't want that to be a factor in your decision. You need to have a clear conscience on what your decision is and you didn't let that person die just because you haven't fucked them at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, if you can't have things. people's back, there's no. Yeah. So right. it's a weird double standard within her characterization, which is true for xenophobia and racism. <laughs> like mm -hmm. that is how it works um, within double standards. And there's also times too, where you can break away from what your family 
is. Like, in modern day, having a racist or xenophobic family isn't a good excuse not to educate yourself. Right. And grow beyond that. Exactly. So, Especially in an age of massive amounts of information, which is what we're living in right now. Exactly. It, that taking that step to be like, okay, this doesn't feel right. What mm-hmm. can I do to make it better? Is, mm-hmm. and I mean, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. It doesn't make you a bad person if you are trying and you fail. Just yep. keep trying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, I mean, I, I, I know that as a white cis female, there's a lot of things that I don't experience and that I don't know, but I want to learn and I want to be better and I want to try. And if I'm called out, I'm sorry, please let me know what I need to do. I will make it better. Or I will, or, or I will look it up myself to look yes. how to be better. Or it, if you have resources to offer, great. If not, I will go and do my own research. Thank you. Right, yeah. exactly. Because it's there's yeah. a lot of resources out there. You just mm-hmm. have to look for them. Speaking of that in particular, I did want to mention we are all white women on this call, so please take this with a grain of salt. Ashley, as a character, is multicultural and voiced by a person of color. <laughs> yeah. So there is However, I don't believe they mentioned within the game that she's multicultural. They don't. So no. that's an interesting point, but I just um, kind of I just kind of assumed like she's yeah, Kimberly Brooks is as a, a character. Yeah. And Ashley is darker skinned compared to other characters within the game. That actually also depends on which game you're playing because in Mass Effect 3 she's really pale. That's why I yeah. saw some yeah. That's whitewashing. It happens yeah. all the time in video. But I, I saw some like <laughs> comparisons and I was like, why did she get paler? Okay. You should look up, because we already did an Alistair episode, you should look up how he looks uh, in the first game versus all of the subsequent games too. It happens all the time. They yeah. pale everybody up. Ugh. For some reason, improved game engines mean that you have to whiten everybody's skin. I, I guess that's so thing. weird. <laughs> Super stupid. Yeah, um, it's not actually a thing. I was being sarcastic in case anybody <laughs> didn't connect yeah. connect the dots there. But so I, I go ahead. Okay, so just to circle back to Ashley being a person of color, color, go oh, words. <laughs> I can speak that. <laughs> Just to go back to Ashley being a multicultural person of color character and being voiced by a person of color, um, which thank you for game industry for doing that in the first place, matching a person of color video game character to a person of color in real life because they don't always do that. But sci-fi does this thing that Jordan does not like (laughs) where they bring a person of color into a future sci-fi setting, which thank you. I do appreciate that they're bringing them here, except then they completely have only one person. That's a person of color in most mm-hmm. cases. Luckily mm. mass effect doesn't fall into that as bad, but in sci-fi in general, that tends to be the case. And they tend to give that person traits that they wouldn't be able to get away with in a modern day telling of stuff right in the purpose of showing futuristic worlds you'll notice that ashley williams is a very confident character but she also comes off as aggressive as a person of color woman which is a common theme that 
is not progressive when it comes to portraying women of color. Mm -hmm. Um, And in sci-fi in particular, they tend to give people of color some sort of anti-alien or anti-future, like, personality traits and personality flaws. Very commonly, it's the person of color hates aliens or the person of color is aggressive and like very militaristic in sci-fi all the time. This happens very frequently. And it's one of those things that I don't like because it feels like they're trying to portray something like, well, you know, the human race is so advanced at this point that now, you know, the people of color are the ones that have problems with alien races, right. which is fucking weird. I don't know why they take this leap. I don't get it. Nope. I I would, if somebody has like a psychological paper out there that talks about this, I'm going to do research after this episode too, now that I've harped on it so much as well. But like, why do they do this? I don't like it and I feel like it's very uncomfortable to be putting actors and stuff in the position where they have to portray this as a character trait that they are experiencing in their day-to-day in some form of capacity in the United States you know I I don't know experience outside of the United States I've lived here my entire life and I'm also a woman so I don't a woman I'm also a white woman so I don't have that experience as a person of color either. Well, and we we also have the advantage of, and this is, <laughs> hmm, there, there's, there's really no way of me saying this and not sounding like I'm being snooty. Uh, we also live in the North. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's different in the South, y'all. Yeah, yeah, like we live in the North. There, while our particular area... <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah. definitely like Milwaukee but, is one of the yeah. one of the if not the most segregated cities as far as um socioeconomic and racially racial lines in yep. the United States. Uh-huh. Um that being said, I love working in Milwaukee and I love the people of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Period. I don't care what you are, I love the people of Milwaukee. Um Yeah, but I mean so we do have a very different opinion on it. And a different way of looking at it than, say, somebody who's from Texas or We have less people here that are outright racist. They usually try to hide it, (laughs) I feel like, is the North. Because, I mean, in our current climate, a lot of shit's going off in the North, obviously. So we're not Mm -hmm. ahead of anybody when it comes to actual shit like that. But having that as the sort of character beat that they did when they took this person of color, I'm like, why do you do this? Why is this the thing that you thought about in your brain? And we're like, this is great character. I don't understand that. I just, no, here's a quick question. Do you think you would have felt different if Ashley said, Hey, I'm not comfortable with, alien species because I haven't been exposed to them and I'm nervous that I'm going to make somebody angry. I would, I would take that better because she's acknowledging that she has this gap in her knowledge. She's acknowledging that she has 
things to learn um, mm-hmm. and that she is interested in learning those things. Um, yeah. But without opposed, that, like... Yeah, yeah, because her... The way that she portrayed it right off the gate was, I would be happy if you would restrict their access. Mm-hmm. And not even like in a please way, in a you need to do that way. <laughs> right. And she doesn't acknowledge that there is a gap between her feelings on this and reality. Gotcha. So there are ways to know that you have something you need to grow on or accept as people talk to you that you're realizing that the way that you're viewing something is wrong. But within the first game, that doesn't happen Mm -hmm. for Ashley. At least in the first game. And they sort of try to play it off like, well, she becomes friends with the aliens on the crew. And that's um, not growth. No. <laughs> Especially when she does not, not actively acknowledge that she has dick. the problem in the first place. Right? Yeah. So that's not growth. That's learning to work with the people that you have to work with. Mm-hmm. That's, adap- that's adapting to your environment. That's not growth. Yep. Yeah. And that happens all the time. That, like, you'll see plenty of people that, find the local like minority family and go but they're so great and then say shit about the culture as a whole or the people as a whole oh that is that is such a fucking midwestern thing it is it is is such a fucking midwestern thing and it drives me up a goddamn wall if you're not from the Midwest and you're listening to this, let me tell you, all of the fake Midwestern niceness is a screen just of formality of what people mm-hmm. talk about. And honestly, I've had to call people out because, and I, I like that this change is currently going on in the United States where they're starting to refer to racism as systematic racism. Yep. Because just because you aren't actively attacking somebody or doing something in that manner or posting hate comments online, the way that you treat people and think of people affects them. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep into this, but I had someone at work the other day try and tell me that systemic racism no longer exists in Milwaukee because they were no longer, we're no longer like the number one most segregated city. And I was like, I don't know that I can have this conversation with you anymore. Sorry, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I not tell you this? I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same dude mansplained soccer at me the next week, but. um, What? I know. I know. Oh, Oh, yeah. The blinders that people put on themselves. And I've had to have this conversation with people that I've trusted that I've taken the energy to help grow because I love them and want them to grow. Please God, please grow. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about this and they're like, do you think I'm racist? And I'm like, we yes. all are. <laughs> we all are. And I, I say, yeah, I'm sorry. And they were hurt. They were generally hurt because white people <laughs> find it hurtful to be accused of racism more than being racist, Mm -hmm. (laughs) than being corrected. And I had to have that conversation with them saying, just because you're not actively hunting people down and killing them for sport or 
being cruel to people doesn't mean that the views that you have and how you react to them and how you talk to people make you unracist. Right. And there's also a current movement going on right now that I love that's called Mm anti-racism, which is actively being anti-racist instead of just existing in a non-racist way. Because at this stage, we've been going on for quite a while, guys, and there needs to be a change into anti-racism because Mm -hmm. just not being racist hasn't been enough. So there's a lot. Yeah. We, so, I, sorry, I didn't mean to get that in depth. I do. <laughs> well, I, so I was going to say, I do kind of want to swap gears a little bit to talk about some of the feminism issues with Ashley's romance. Mm-hmm. Um, if, I mean, obviously, I'm sure we'll, we'll circle back to some more racism yeah. from Ashley, but. I have um, said quite a lot on the thing already. I think yeah, we've I probably think we, gotten our point okay. across. We probably, <laughs> you, you can. Yeah. I and it it helps that we're all on the same page. So. If if you beat a dead horse, it's not going to drink the water. So, um, why did so, I mix that one? I don't. Uh, you know, it's a fucking mixed metaphor. Jesus, metaphors is fun. So they're both horse metaphors. So we'll blow up that bridge when we get to it. Um, <laughs> literally, not. literally. Um, but so obviously, I. I've been very clear that I almost never play male characters if I don't fucking have to in video games because I don't like it. Um, So this, I I watched through the YouTube video of the Ashley romance and I was very struck by how many of male Shep's responses are, I was going to say thinly veiled, but it's like not even fucking veiled sexism. Yep. Yep. There was the one, and I hang on. Let me pull this up because as I was like I listening exactly to this last say. night, he <laughs> says, "You're a difficult woman, hard to keep in line." Yep, I knew you were gonna fucking say that line because as soon as I saw that in the playthrough, I was like, "If I was there, I would gut punch him." This like, is when you get slapped upside the head, and then no, you ain't getting is- in my pants. Now, here, here's a thing that this might be a thing to think about. Maybe that's some sort of uh, reach into uh, maybe BDSM cult. I really got nothing for it. No. I really have nothing. <laughs> no. I, I got nothing. It, it's, it's, I would have smacked it's not somebody the only time either. Like, yeah. like you half have to of, negotiate that shit before you start playing around with it, first yeah. of all. And oh, yeah, of all, exactly. <laughs> like, you got to have that talk with somebody and be like, we cool with this? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, and like, second of all, it leads Ashley to saying, oh, so you think you can keep me in line, which I'm sorry. So much The way rage. that Ashley is portrayed as a character, is a hard-ass, no-nonsense, confident woman that takes care of her shit, she would not stand, stand for that. for it. No. She would not. Yeah. I don't believe. It pissed me off so if badly. A woman, I do not believe if a woman was involved in the writing of this fucking character that that would have been the response Mm-mm. they wrote for Preach. Preach. No Ooh. way. Preach, girl. Preach. And especially, no I mean, in this type of game where – your dialogue options are the thing that decide whether or not you're romancing this person. That should be one of those moments that's like, nope, negative 10, fuck off. You don't say that shit to someone who is that wildly capable and does not want to be kept in line. And additionally, she's a woman in the military. 
And you're I her might, commander. Ah! Like, we'll get well, into the, the commanding the officer c- thing because I yeah, definitely yeah, want to talk about that. That's, that's definitely a little <laughs> but, bit of... Putting a modern perspective on it, women in the military get so much shit. Mm-hmm. They get so much shit. And that's not even going into the like general sexual things that we could be going into in addition to that. Right. I don't know if this is the proper place to get into that, so I'm not going to touch it. I, but yeah. Women in the military already have to be hard ass, like to get anywhere stompers in order to get taken seriously and be accepted within their units, especially she's on like a military battle unit as a Mm -hmm. gunner. Like this is not somebody that just chills and hangs behind and does like paperwork. She is a bad bitch. She is a fighter. She's a warrior and fuck that. Like coming from your commanding officer, she's potentially treading a little line there in terms of them saying keep her in line because it is her commander mm-hmm. however your commander wouldn't fucking say that to you like that in like a respectful way if you're being an asshole and they have to do that they might put it that way but in this but not context, flirty not well see not, see there's no. the thing is i've got i've got family like my brother-in-law and people i know are in the military Hell, I'm an Air Force brat. <laughs> My family's Navy. So like I'm I think I'm the first generation that didn't go into the military on my mom's side. So there's that. Do you have any idea how much sensitivity training these fuckers go through? Like, you don't do this. Yeah. Uh, but most of them do anyway. Well, yeah, that's going into the bullshit thing, but they do go through the training to know that this isn't acceptable, Mm -hmm. even if they choose to ignore it. Like, especially how many years in the future is this? Like, come on. Yeah. Especially like they've created this world where you can, you can play Shepard as a woman and Shepard is again, wildly capable of everything that she does. He does. They do. Um, and, and the wind. Yes. Yeah. Femme Shep's better than male Shep. Yeah, like, I'm I mean, this it's, for, just, it's a universal thing. Back. It it's, is. It just it's is. universal. Femme Shep is best. I yeah. was watching a, vi- watching a video about the Turians the other day. I know, surprise. Femme <laughs> Shep is best. Like, yeah. they mention it in the video. Both of the guys in the video are like, yes, Femme Shep is best. So, it's an like, acknowledged fact in yeah. it the real world that femme chef is the best chef mm-hmm. and yeah and also also she's gotta be a redhead but anyway yeah so yeah. back to ashley yeah. It, yeah. it it it's it's so maddening that mm-hmm. he can talk down to her all this time and he does throughout the entire game the entire mm-hmm. there, game she gets there should down be consequences for it yes exactly there should yeah. be consequences for those conversation choices mm-hmm. like it shouldn't yes. be allowed for you to be able to proceed with a romance with her when you're doing that bullshit agreed yeah <laughs> it's like she should it's shut that shit down awkward. instant because she would if like if this was yeah. a real person and someone mm-hmm. said that to you and and those are her characteristics she's gonna be like fuck you um i'm good now thanks like this and is the woman who it. This is the woman yeah. who left her post to go back to help her little sister and offered to curb stomp some 18-year-old boy who tried to get real fresh with her sister. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. Can I tell you, that's one of my favorite parts about Ashley? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you, if somebody ever was like, oh, 
all all up on my little sister and she's like no i'd be like where are you at yep yeah. i'm coming oh, like yeah. from across the fucking universe yeah <laughs> i don't yeah i don't care like girl where are you at Same. let me what's his address what's his name mm-hmm. where did what does he drive like i would there would be nothing in the world that you could stop me i mean the only thing in the world that would stop me would be if my mother found out and she would be <laughs> because yeah. she would get there first exactly. like it's not even like a it's like i mean that's what i i do i do love ashley's like family and like the pride and family and i love that because Same. I, I definitely, I'm a sucker for sibling relationships. Same. I really, truly am. Like the Hunger Games, I volunteer as tribute. Girl, I cried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tears everywhere. But That um, got me in that story immediately because I was like, yeah, that's legit. Mm. Oh, <laughs> well, there's something like, to be said for like Ashley's family background. She's one of four girls. Her yeah, dad yeah. is always off planet. So she was right. raised by her badass mom, who I believe was also Alliance herself. Yeah, um, I think so too. So it it's like they're just yeah, a bunch like, of bad bitches and like right, get like, shit it's done. Just, right. And, and like, she wouldn't it, accept this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't and I wouldn't. In an earlier conversation, she shuts down Shep mm-hmm. in romantic yeah. options. Yep. She says in the end of her xenophobia rant that yeah. if she needs to work with aliens and they told her to jump, she'd ask how high. If you told her to kiss of a care uh kiss a Turian, she'd ask on which cheek. And then Shep has the option to say, would you kiss anybody they ordered you to? And she goes, yes, unless you ordered me to uh, kiss somebody that was a direct commander or something. Like a commanding officer or higher rank, because then that would be against the code for fraternization and would be an illegal order. So I would... And I would have you removed from your office. (laughs) And she would remove you. She says that. Yes, I forgot. She says that. And that is the response that she would have on that fucking comment about being kept in line. Like, she... Hey, Bioware, hire women because we would not have let that shit pass. Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. There's so so many things like she has such potential as a character if there wasn't this xenophobic issue oh my god i would love her so much yep i would be her number one stan i would break everything to play a man in mass effect in order to romance (laughs) her i initially tried to romance her as a man one time and started having those conversations about xenophobia and was like well nope I'm restarting it's Femme Shep because it's not worth it. The literal only reason that I was playing male Shep was to romance actually. <laughs> and I was like, this is early enough in the game. I'm restarting yep. again with Femme yep. Shep. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot that she wasn't bisexual when I played. Yeah. So I was like, hey, Ashley, how you doing? And she's like, good. I was like, oh. I just, I like literally the first time you speak with her, she goes all xenophobic. And I was like, and, uh, we're not even going to be friends now. Like I'll be cordial with you, but Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, And like, I mean, you can help her like kind of get over some of her xenophobia, but she never does it willingly. It's always just because I have to, because you're the commander. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not acceptable in any situation, but especially in a military situation when you're serving on a multi-xenic crew. Multicultural. Yeah. 
probably a fit. Yeah. Just because it's aliens uh, and not, yeah, it's one of those weird phrasing. Um, yeah. yeah. Multi species. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So, what is the feminism I'm to could remember, have used the work? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember what is her side quest, her personal quest that you go on? God, I don't even remember. Neither do I. Does she even have one? She has to. They all do. What's her personal side quest? I don't know. I'm Googling. Did they they actually have one in the first one, though? I don't think they had one in the first one. You might be right, because Cadence isn't until... Wait, no. Yeah. You don't have one with Caden. No. You don't... You know what? I don't think you do. No, because you don't have one... You don't have one for Garrus either. Like the big thing for Garrus is getting him in the first place. Same with Rex. Right. I don't think I think well Rex has Rex has a side quest. Tally has a side quest. Um Garrus does have a side quest, if I remember correctly. And um because it's the doctor that's doing all some creepy fucking like growing organs that he's harvesting inside of other people. <sighs> oh yeah. And creepy. But I don't think I don't think there's one for for Ashley or Caden. I think it's just Tally and Garrus. And and Rex, because you have to find the family armor. Oh, that's yep. right. Yeah, I don't think I was just thinking through that and I was like, there's always the little side character personal quest, and then I was like, wait, is there? There's not. Yeah, I don't not think there her. is one. I think they- that- one of the uh, game forums does say, try to have Ashley with you when you talk to the guy who wants his wife's body back. Oh, okay. But I don't oh, think that's... Oh, because that's, that's um, Batia, right? I don't yes. think that's like... Is that his name? I think so. Yeah, because it's a one where um, they're, the Alliance is trying to keep the body in order to research it to find ways to defeat the the Gathmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you're like, but yeah, that's not that's, really a personal quest. I wonder why they yeah. did that. Like, why did they leave that out? Well, maybe because you have Ashley and Caden from the, the start of the game. Yeah, that's true. So they might be trying to build more of a rapport with the characters that might have come way later, depending on what order you played things through. That's true. Yeah. But I think another aspect might be the fact that you have to kill one of them. Right. So pretty big personal quest. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty big character moment with yeah. both of them. <laughs> so they might have relegated that as their character moment. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think you have, you don't have a side quest with Liara either. I mean, getting her in the first place and dealing with her it's mother kind is of, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's yeah. kind of a side quest. That's the personal aspect right there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Because that's, damn, talk about mother issues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Preach. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I think Ashley was voiced wonderfully. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or written, written poorly. Yes. Yes. There were really strong, strong aspects of her character writing, but they kind of, like, fucked it up yeah. <laughs> in certain things that just hit specifically when you 
are looking, first of all, when it comes to xenophobia, but as a woman playing as well, it's so awkward. It's so awkward. The thing is, so many women would just play femshep that it wouldn't be an issue and you wouldn't see that happening. Mm -hmm. Because in Mass Effect, the original one, I don't recall having reactions to you as a female being like that. Mm Mm-mm. Well, you, you don't necessarily have the option to be. But like nobody that. usually looks down on you as a female warrior. Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. Um, yeah, not no, that I recall really that I. Yeah, and maybe it's because they do like just literally swap stuff out. Like other than the the romance dialogue options being yeah. flip flopped, um, and like flip flopping Ashley and Caden at certain points, they they don't really address it at all, do they? Yeah. So I think the problem there then just stems from writing men, (laughs) (laughs) writing male characters. You have to put sexist shit in there, I guess, because it's not inherent in the game itself with how characters interact with each other. It's just some things that you can say. Mm -hmm. And I feel like most of those options are the bottom option which tends to be the, the douchebag responses yeah. um sorry renegade douchebag uh, <laughs> same thing synonyms. <laughs> um, <laughs> um so i i do see a little bit where that comes from but you can be an asshole without being a sexist it's possible yeah. it's very I've, it's one of those inherent human things <laughs> um so i feel weird that that was the route they tended to take mm-hmm. It's one of those things where sometimes people that are assholes call themselves equal opportunity assholes, which means they don't harp on things that are things you can't change, mm-hmm. <laughs> like your like your uh, gender. Um, but I, it's just one of those things that makes it very awkward. And being able to say that to Ashley when you're romancing her and not have consequences for it, I don't like. I That's don't. I literally when I took down that note, I I put the word it in all caps. I put gross right after. I was like, <laughs> I need to remember this quote. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> gross. It's just gross. And then and then like the, the the actual sex scene, it just So I do since we're on the sex scene, I did have a couple of comments on that. I feel like this game came out before origins right oh yes Correct. well before. how did they get well, worse music for origins than <laughs> for mass effect one because the music for this one was it's actually okay it was pretty okay yeah well they they had to make it more fantasy for yeah. dragon age origins yeah. so that means worse music i don't Ugh. know yeah. yeah, they and this one seemed a lot shorter. Is that only because I wasn't watching like a? It's pretty short. Yeah. It's short. It's very um, short. There's fewer <laughs> position changes. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> position changes in Dragon Age. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, in this one, literally, and like they actually literally flip flop. So if you're playing the Caden romance, they swap out male Shep for Caden, and your femme Shep becomes Ashley. And then, you know, when you're playing the Ashley romance, male Shep is where Caden would be in um, Ashley is then. Yeah. And it literally, like, it's kind of awkward, like an awkward crawl. She crawls up him and yeah. then, like, they flip over. 
Unless you get some side boob. You do get some side boob, whether it's <laughs> Ashley or, or Fem Shep. Um, and I mean, that's it. That's really it. And then, and then, and then, okay, I guess that's not it because then you wake up and either Caden or Ashley are laying in bed still totally nude and Shepard is like leaning against fully the wall, dressed. fully dressed. And you're like, just staring at the naked were person. You there? How long were you there? Yeah. How did you get up, get dressed, etc., without them noticing? <laughs> One, because these are all military people. I'm sure they don't sleep, you know, that heavily. Like military people going into a really intense situation. Yeah. Well, and that that just lets you know. Room. Yeah. That's just like how. That just lets you know how much the sex did to them because they were able to sleep soundly. Okay. Or it something. Was, it, was I don't good, know. it was the good sex. I yeah. the, the good sex. You yes. them out. The sleep. <laughs> the, the sleep. The sleep sex. Uh, yeah. And then the dialogue options with her are. Oh, I I took my two favorite from that thing just because. Well, no, was this one before? I think this one was just before the sex scene where Ashley goes. I see a strong, passionate man. With a great ass, which I thought was funny. So I remembered that one. That is pretty funny. I think that was before the sex scene, though. I think it was, yeah. Okay. And then during the cutscene after they have sex, yeah. she makes a comment saying, that's a new spin on on the floor and give me 20, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> that was really good. And then he says something like, what about 20 more? Like That's funny. she says, he says something like, uh, maybe we should increase your, um, like workout or training yeah, or something like cardio that. or something. Like, yeah. 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 And I was like, but the way he said it was weird. Yeah. I noticed it was yeah. like awkward and like commandery. And I was like, don't remind us that you're her commanding right. officer in this moment. Right. Cause that is something I wanted to touch on briefly the commanding officer aspect of this is really highlighted. Um, in Caden's route, they talk about it too. But Caden's the one who brings it up in like a flirty, cute way. <laughs> she kind of brings it up just as a fact, and yeah. it's awkward. It's so awkward. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, dude, Shep, you should have backed off when she yeah. said this. <laughs> yes. She'd be it's- like, Okay, no, you're right. Hands off. Uh, unless, I mean, unless you want. Do you want? No, no, it's cool. I'm going to go to the bridge. Yeah. I'll be back later. Yeah. And we, <laughs> I think we mentioned this in the first episode, how the commander aspect was awkward. They they try not yeah. to make it awkward um, and kind of show that the character interaction is beyond mm-hmm. you ordering them <laughs> to be in this situation. Right. And what's nice is this interaction with Ashley is after the decision on Vermeer. Vermeer, yeah. Vermeer, Vermeer where you have to choose Vermeer. to save Caden or save Ashley. So it's after that. So it's not a factor of you slept with Ashley, so you're saving her. As well, but much. you do have that conversation, though. The romance like, conversation, yeah. Right. No, I mean, even after, after, so immediately after you have you let Caden die instead of Ashley. You have that conversation and she says, well, it's all my fault because you saved me because of us. Right. And yeah, she can say, pretty much like, well, yeah, yeah I, I would never leave you behind. And then it's like, well, uh, this is yeah. wrong. And then 
kind of just never comes back up. (laughs) And at that point, there is another character thing for Ashley where Shep is able to say, are you going to martyr yourself to clear your family's name? Are Mm -hmm. you going to drive and kill yourself in this and martyr yourself in order to make sure the Williams have a good name again? Mm -hmm. Because that's not okay which is true well and interestingly enough if if you do have ashley killed in that scene um in the future uh yeah in mass effect two and three she does like it absolutely does clear her family's name and she gets like a colony named after her and no one remembers that she was xenophobic and that's okay i guess now yeah because so that's what was a great person and yeah it is. I mean, and yeah, that's exactly what would happen. So it's it's a really interesting like slice of history building because yeah. you, as Shepard, know that she was a racist, racist person who, I don't know, maybe didn't do terrible things, but like being racist is terrible enough. Yeah. Uh, but she wasn't actively hurting people, but through inaction and spreading of her beliefs and stuff like that, that causes pain too. Yep. But I, I do think it's a very interesting thing that that sort of character difference between how that situ- situation plays out is proven that that's what would have happened, first of all. Um, but also that the extension and um, deepening of their relationship comes after that, which made me feel better about the commanding officer aspect mm-hmm. here because it's not like it's one of those things where it's like, well, we're already making decisions like this because right. we care about each other. So we might as well at the end of the day, just go all the way. Like let's yep. just be in relationship kind of take you all the way. Yeah. Sorry. And <laughs> well, she I- mentioned to him too, that like it's before Ilios where she's like, you know, I have something to tell you, but we have to survive this first. Yeah. Before they'll do it. So there are some good beats to the romance, right? There's things that they do well. It just feels like she should be the one taking control, and that's yeah. really not how it's written. Yeah. Whereas, and, like, in the Caden romance, like, yeah. he is, like, Shepard gives him that option to take control of the situation and be like, hey, I know I'm your commanding officer. This is your choice, not mine, right? Like, yeah. I'm leaving this ball in your court. It is your choice to take it. Whereas with right. Ashley's romance, it's not that. It's not. It does feel a little bit coerced and a little bit, um, yeah. Added to the fact Gross. that they harp so much on how she keeps getting stonewall- stonewalled in her military career, that's like another added aspect on sleeping with your CO yeah. <laughs> that yeah. she was Adam stood just, for as right. a character beat. I feel like they made some choices within her character that don't make sense. Right. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like this is gonna. I don't feel like they had any military advisors in this game (laughs) yeah like they probably they probably did take advice for structures and that kind of stuff or they had somebody that was super interested in military well that's the kind of shit you can google right like but interpersonal relationships into how military people react to stuff and not to say that there aren't people that are like that in real life like let's Mm -hmm. be honest everybody has different drives. I'm sure there's somebody that's been through something similar, if not near exact to what Ashley does that might've chosen, Hey, my CEO's hot. I like them. Let's sleep together. 
However, in general, they probably would have tried to move out of their unit before trying to make it with their CO. So like they, military structures aren't perfect and shit happens. That is really weird and probably cringy, but this is not how her character would have played out with how serious she is about her getting career. this acknowledgement for her family yeah. and her right. legacy for her career. Yeah, Because even though Shepard is a specter and is under the, con- not even control, but like under the, under the council, mm-hmm. she's still an Alliance commander. Yep. Yeah. Like that's really at the end of the day, she's an Alliance commander. Right. And it just behavior unbecoming an officer. Yes. Yes. And especially, (laughs) especially within this romance, like it's definitely, it just comes off as, as controlling and the dialogue option. And maybe it's just because like the dialogue options that were chosen in the particular YouTube video that I watched were the cringy ones, but I actually, so I watched another one and they made some of the other dialogue choices um, because I was just like, I don't, I don't know, man, I gotta, I gotta watch another side of this. And it's still like all of the dialogue that goes between male Shep and Ashley is just so it's on that edge of like, like it's toxic thinly failed. Yes. It's not even thinly failed sexism. It just is. And it is toxic. And and I'm Ashley's character was see, not written for that. Yeah. I'm interested to see in our future episodes for Ashley how that changes in Mass Effect 2 and 3. Yeah, because in all of our playthroughs, she's dead. Yeah. So yeah. this is a new experience. You guys are experiencing our first look into how the fuck this happens. So, <laughs> <laughs> do we um, want to go over our favorite moments for Ashley before we get... I don't deep, have any because I don't. I don't know. You don't have any favorite moments, uh, or what we like about her character. I mean, I love her. Ca- okay, fine. Yeah. My, I, mine is when she volunteers to go curb stomp that douche who fucked with her sister. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that I, that's yeah. that's my favorite too because yeah. I. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, and I mean, and as I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I can legally speak to what I've done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like, and and as an Air Force brat, like hearing that story from her was nice, and like seeing a character that that reflects a piece of my life is is fun and cool, um, Mm -hmm. and 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 that experience. But it's just all overshadowed by all of the other problematic things right i think i think just overall she's very a very problematic character um i don't think she's necessarily a bad character like she's not a villain but there are issues that were possibly i take one left turn and she could be a villain (laughs) oh yeah oh possibly overlooked or just poorly executed by Mm -hmm. bioware in her in her writing yeah and obviously not everyone in a game needs to be the most, you know, the paragon of righteousness and everything. But I don't think this was done in a flattering manner mm-hmm. yeah. to her and character. There's, there's way to write characters with flaws. There is. Right. Like, even if 
you loved her as more of a problematic romance option, you got to also remember that there are three romance options in this game. So you have xenophobic Ashley, kind of whiny. I say kind of um, out of love and respect. Kind of <laughs> whiny, Caden. <laughs> and then badass Liara. <laughs> Badass Liara, exactly. So when you have those options, you kind of have to look at it like what was the purpose of having her as the romantic option as a human woman Mm -hmm. and why you put the only human woman option that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess really the only thing left is our fuck rating. Yeah. Insert fuck haiku here. Uh, I'll start. <laughs> okay. I really just have the one word, which is problematic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's I, my rating. <laughs> that's a good one. That's fair. I did my classic scale out of five. Whole character, a hard ass that had potential but was poorly executed and had too much so no uh quality of flirting interactions really awkward and uncomfortable no the get together was okay i liked the get together um very ride or die and we didn't cover this within her story stuff but she's very poetry minded so she like talks poetry to you yeah, uh, she, she she's also a lot yeah she's also religious mm-hmm. as well yeah those are a couple things that we didn't cover on but like her faith in poetry i have no problem with and our like enhancements to her character so i liked the get together in terms of that the pre-ending cutscene, I'm considering that the Caden slash Ashley choice. So that's what I'm putting in place of that. And I liked it for Ashley. I liked that she had motivations about why she wanted you to pick Caden. Mm-hmm. I appreciated how they built out her reaction to getting picked instead of Caden. It was very strong character-wise. So yes on that one. Happy, painful ending. Overall, in Mass Effect, I feel like the endings for these romances in the game itself were weak. Mm -hmm. Um, So just as a preview, those are all not going to be great. (laughs) So this is a two out of five for me. Two out of five. I think on a scale of red delicious apples to Honeycrisp apples, she's probably like a Granny Smith. Okay. Nice. Nice. So, like, crispy and not bad, but a little tangy and not to be used for every apple recipe. Yeah. Okay. That's solid. I like the metaphor. (laughs) So, I guess that kind of wraps us up on Ashley Williams. Yeah. Really, Brooks, you rock. We appreciated you. Oh, yeah. You're You're really Brooks. You're amazing. Yep. Right. You're, you had to you're, voice this. <laughs> right. You're, your voice acting is lovely. Uh, P.S. Freddie Prince Jr., if you'd like to be on our podcast, please let us know. Email us at romancingthegame at gmail.com. Yep. You can find us on the Twitters and the Instagrams. And the Facebooks. And the Facebooks. 
let's all talk about we all have other podcasts um i also have one called the not so bigfoot thing that follows my husband and i on our one week long backpacking trip on the superior hiking trail and it's fun uh, we are all part of the Theater of the Mind Players, an actual RP, actual play, <laughs> actual <laughs> RPG, an actual play RPG team that covers a lot of less well-known RPGs. Um, currently going through our Things from the Flood game. Nice. Which is it's such a blast. So, so check it out. <laughs> Um, and I also have uh, Plot Points, which is... Uh, podcast (laughs) it is a podcast yeah i'm like it's a podcast no uh it's a podcast where three nerds take uh role-playing games and talk to them uh, talk about them as literature and also a highly edited uh radio drama type of actual play known as encounter party which just finished up its second season so go ahead and head to the googles and find those and uh, give us all a listen. And, of course, TMP, Theater of the Mind Players. Super fun to do that. Yeah. yeah. So this has been Romancing the Game. Like, mm-hmm. follow, share, rate, subscribe, etc. cetera. Um, consent is sexy. Oh, consent is super fucking hot. Yep, the sexiest. And like if you're a CEO, don't 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 fuck your subordinates. No, like, yeah, don't do it. That's like, that's like that's the just not, that's not the end lesson cool. of this. Besides, yeah, just uh, no. Besides, love each other, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's your CEO or your subordinate. Like, just, just 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 avoid that altogether. And also, don't be racist. Black lives matter. Yes. Oh, free. Black lives matter. Gay lives matter. Black Lives Matter. Thanks for joining. (laughs) This is Jordan Fishberg. Oh, shit. And Tawny P. Thompson. (laughs) And Sarah Babe. (laughs) Keep it real, folks. Bye. (laughs)